sure of course we are not making wrong moves this morning we are making just the right move for you highland 1015 fm just city your numero uno dial it's a beautiful tuesday morning from one good program to another let's now join the villagers i love to call them that because i am one myself it's village square on your stereo have a nice time listening When it's all been said and done, the village square is where we all belong. It is where our voices are heard. One village, One village many voices. Many. From the stables of Taken Peace Desk comes the Village Square radio meeting supported by Church in Action, Netherlands. Village Square, local issues with global perspective. Join us on Highland 101.5 FM Jaws every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. Let's meet at the Village Square. Hello, good morning and welcome to another Tuesday of honest and frank conversation. This is Village Square, your result-oriented program, your solution-driven program, a program where we talk local issues with global perspective. Village Square is brought to you by Tech and Peace Desk and supported by Church in Actions Netherlands. I am Gloria Pa, the village headmistress, and assisted by the sidelines are Joseph Ojedeji and Julius Abimuku. Today we shall be discussing something very, very interesting as it pertains to community. The concept of primary health care PhD was formulated by the 134 countries that met at the Alma Ata conference in Russia on September 12, 1978, which was organized by the World Health Organization. Primary health care is a part of the three-tier system of healthcare in Nigeria. These are the tertiary healthcare, which is held, uh, led by the federal government, um, and we have one in each state. Then we have the secondary healthcare, where we have the general hospitals, and we have that of the uh, primary healthcare, which is the PHCN. Now, primary healthcare is the first point of contact within the healthcare system. It is the level at which short-term uncomplicated health issues should be resolved. It is also the level at which health promotion and education efforts are undertaken and where patients in need of more specialized services are connected with the secondary care. In Nigeria, a relative abundance of primary health care centers reasonable with reasonable access to these centers and relatively high worker density. However, the performance of primary health care system is hindered by some, uh, some um, segments of chain supply. We have lack of financial access, uh, access, we have lack of infrastructure, we have shortage of drugs, we have equipment and vaccines we have shortage of some of these issues so today we shall be talking about these issues as it pertains to primary health care and to do justice to that i have my guest in the studio pharmacist kim but you're welcome to the studio thank you gloria how is the weather the weather is friendly all right so pharmacist you're going to introduce yourself to my villagers okay village people now we with you so don't bother, I am actually one of you. My name is Kim Jerry Bott. I'm a pharmacist. 
I work with the um, 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 UKAID and I'm so glad and pleased to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much, pharmacist, for honoring our invitation. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll set the ball rolling. When it's all been said and done, the Village Square is where we all belong. It is where our voices are heard. One village, many voices. From the stables of Tech and Peace Desk comes the Village Square Radio Meeting, supported by Church in Action Netherlands. Village Square, local issues with global perspectives. Join us on Highland 101.5 FM Jaws every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. Let's meet at the Village Square. You're welcome back. I have with me pharmacist Kim Bot in the studio and we shall be doing justice to our topic of discussion. Well, if you want to join this conversation via our social media handles, you can drop your messages, your comments, or follow the conversation on Facebook at Tech and Peace Decks, and then you can tweet at us at Tech and Peace Decks. And we'll be glad to have your comments, we'll be glad to have your opinions. So, pharmacist, once again, you're welcome. Thank you, ma'am. We're talking on primary health care. Yeah. Before we get started, what is primary health care? Okay, great. So, um, it's clear. All right. Okay. Once you hear primary, you know it's actually a beginning. All right? Yeah. And all of us seated in this place, whether you're a village person or not, you once upon a time started primary school. Yeah. And once you attended any primary school in Nigeria, as far as I'm concerned, you must have touched ninety over ninety percent of such pupils must have gotten health attention or healthcare attention from the primary healthcare. Mm -hmm. Now, primary healthcare in short simply means it's one of the, t uh, the three tiers of um, um, our healthcare that we have, and it's the system where it is run at the ward level, basically controlled by the local government areas that we have. And in Nigeria, we have 774 LGS. On the average, we are supposed to have minimum of 10 primary healthcare's per um, per ward. Yeah. Now, what that means is that primary healthcare are centers that actually access the people directly, and then people get healthcare from those places. So that's the first point of contact. Yeah. So accessibility is one of the principles okay. of healthcare. Okay. Thank you very much. So, yeah. if we are saying that is our first point of contact, can you, in your own assessment, tell us how these primary healthcare have fared so far? Well, you see, in Nigeria. I remembered very well when um, the primary healthcare started running around um, 1979 or thereabouts, mm. okay, in this country. And that's when it took into effect, and then we have the full separation of um, the system. Okay. Now, I will have to tell you in every sense of it that um, I am one person who has worked so well with the primary healthcare mm. in Nigeria. Okay. I the last one was um, in December. Okay. I went as far as um, Katsina State. I worked okay. with, with some in some primary health care there. Okay. And I'll tell you the truth. Um, primary health care have done way better and have done exceptionally well compared okay. to their absence. Okay. So um, um, people will, should have an understanding that primary health care has really much needs to meet. However, 
they just have a little limit to their practice, okay. which I'm sure in the course of the discussion we will be able to come up with um, um, those exceptional limits that they have. Okay. Thank you. To primary healthcare just have a little limit. Yeah. So you're trying to say that uh, they are as efficient as the secondary healthcare. Uh, well, you know, if you let me take mathematics for example, okay. the mathematics you take in primary school. Can you compare it to the mathematics you take in secondary school? No, way, no. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so training, uh, training of personnel okay. is the angle I'm, I prefer to, to hinge this on. Okay. So if we look at um, the healthcare personnel in a general hospital or in a state-owned hospital or a secondary health facility, okay, but that means that you cannot compare the activities that are ongoing there with those of the primary healthcare. As tedious as they may be, they are of course equilibrated to the personnel that are there. Okay. All right? Okay. Yeah. So um, I cannot say that the work or the the output of work you get from the primary healthcare can be equated to that of the secondary healthcare. No, that's impossible. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. So a quick question now. Now the community healthcare. That's the primary healthcare. Is the, it's it's an intersection of the healthcare yeah. facility. So, but unfortunately, many people are uh, they are not aware of the role primary healthcare plays. Why is that so? Well, you know, if you look at if you be monitoring the health system in Nigeria, you know that um, people actually go for for the best. For example, people seek the best even at their own expense, but somehow. There could be a little one or two, you know, uh, hitches here and there that could be termed as either failures or maybe some little delay in, in output, okay? Now, for example, if you go to the secondary or tertiary healthcare, healthcare uh, I mean, um, health facilities, you could see physicians, pharmacists, nurses, medical lab scientists, ETC that have specialties. Today, even the people at the health records have specialties some people have specialties in coding of folders okay. some people have specialties in you know those kind of things so yes. that specialization is what is not very is not compact in a primary healthcare setting but why is that so why don't we have that exactly the so if the primary healthcare is our first point of contact i think we should have more specialization in the primary healthcare okay okay beautiful so um now this is the issue that we have let me tell you the primary healthcare sees more people than even the secondary or tertiary health facility. It's on record that the primary healthcare sees out of 100% of people in a particular um, um, region. It's on record that over 60% actually go to primary healthcare. It is when it becomes an issue that they proceed to a secondary health facility either by self-referral or referral by the physician. And then you could also have people going to the tertiary health facility. Now listen to the whole issue. Mortality rate becomes mortality rate becomes a bit higher in the primary healthcare because of this these percentages. Okay? Now let's go again and look at and look at some other reasons based on the number of personnel in practice that we have. In every sense of it, I remembered in 2019 the in 2015 anyway before <clears throat> in 2015 before we get down to 2019 we had a, a bill that was signed into law 
okay to bring in the same set of professionals who have the technical knowledge okay. down to the level of the primary health care all right and that's why the national primary health care development board actually came into being okay where we now have the 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 dg okay of the agency and so on and so forth so now and then he is the physician okay so it is supposed to be that we have this number of people who are technically sound that means just the way we have the heads of units and other um, technical members in the secondary health facility we should have same in the primary the health primary facility health care, yes. for instance you should have an ms uh, or a medical superintendent who is a medical doctor okay. or the head of department of medicine who is a medical doctor or the head of pharmacy who is a, who is a pharmacist or the head of medical or uh, the head of laboratory who has to be a medical lab scientist and all that okay now this is how it is if you look at the colleges of health that we have both the private and the public owned those that are owned by government that we have here in, in plateau state and in nigeria at large you see that most of them actually find fittings in them um, in the primary healthcare setting which is a rural area as a matter of fact their training is geared towards being very efficient in the rural setting okay so but then this is the issue if you have community health extension workers or junior community health extension workers or environmental health workers or pharmacy technicians or whoever as the case may be if you have them in those areas who we'll have a little issue what is the issue you spend in the university of just for instance you spend six years to, to study medicine and graduate mm -hmm. pharmacy you spend six years as well to study and graduate okay. medical lab science you spend five years and nursing five years okay to graduate mm -hmm. now this is the point for community health extension extension workers they spend three years to get a diploma right, right? yeah then the ghu they spent two years to to get a certificate all right mm -hmm. environmental health could also spend you know like that dentistry technician pharmacy technician nursing whatever they are all there okay mm -hmm. now the point is that they are actually kept at the first point of call so that if any patient comes they have a limit to their practice if they come and then they are not able to meet the demands of that patient they refer the patient so they have in their training they have a functional system of referral where you refer to the next level which is going to be the second the secondary the health facility health, yeah. like the general hospital the state-owned hospitals mm. okay before you now go to the tertiary health facilities like the federal medical centers and teaching mm. hospitals and even specialist hospitals that we have in particular mm. um, states owned and manned by the federal government all right so but then of course in everything there are people who are exceptional you have some who have had the opportunity to work with the whites before now and so could actually you know see the way amana surgeries are carried out other activities are carried out and they could be a bit efficient so there is a document i read and then it said it said that those people who learn by inspection okay they could have a tendency of out of every 10 they could save about six or seven so should we discard them because they do not have the necessary no we can't discard exactly. them but why can't we uh, it's it's the number the reason why we do not have a number of persons down to the uh, primary healthcare is because at the moment is because number one sometimes we look at it you know they are being paid by local government yes how do you remunerate 
those technical professionals. Okay, so okay, that's that's another dimension. But what I'm trying to say is these people are the first point of contact. Yeah. Now, let's say there's an accident on the road and then the closest facility is a primary health care and if these people are not efficient enough, do you think they can save lives? Yeah. Because S- they are sadly, the first point of contact. Sadly for me, in every practice, in our practice, I always say that every case has its uniqueness. Now, if every case has its uniqueness, then the professionals must be up and doing. The truth of the matter is that, first of all, we are not even we are not even enough to start with. We are not. Our numbers are not much. So there's adequ- uh, inadequate manpower. Yeah. So even if you post, for example, for me, eh, I'm very comfortable going to primary healthcare. Very, very comfortable going to go and Why work is there. That? Because I enjoy reaching to the most common man. Okay. Okay. I actually don't. Ad- apart from my 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 training, I've never worked in the hospital before. I trained in Jute. Okay. Apart from my training, I've never worked in the hospital before. Since my NYC, I've been on my own. Okay, and then of course, because of the kind of job I'm doing now, we work at the primary healthcare level because our concern is the people. Remember again, bureaucracy is also boycotted at the primary healthcare level. All right, and sicknesses do not adhere to bureaucracy. If you look at the um, emergency case management algorithm, it tells you that do everything first. In fact, recently the um, IG of police came that. Treat any patient that c- comes with either gunshot or accident case before police. you ask for police report. Mm. Okay. Maybe. You understand what I'm yes. saying? Yes. So that's actually a go to tell us that life what? First. Life first. Okay. Life first. Okay. So if you look at it, our our major problem at the moment is the strength, the personnel strength. The second problem is remuneration. Alright. So personal strength and remuneration. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Listener, if you are listening to us, we are talking with pharmacist Kim Bot and we are talking of health in our communities, the primary health care to be specific. And please just keep listening. The conversation gets interesting. Um waiting with a child talk say this our health as they worry us. Now primary health care be the first place if person they sick. You go one go primary health care. But we want look issues where number one, you get people who know even know say primary health care day and then even if they know say primary health care day, some people no go one go there, they go prefer to go maybe a black plateau hospital like that or quick go jute. Why they no one go this primary health care? Now waiting with they try to talk about now and we want make awareness say primary health care or they they work. So make we try the patronize this primary yeah, health care. Yeah, I, I like this point where you can't uh, you can't knock. Mm. It makes sense for me die. Okay. You get why. Okay. See eh? You get one stakeholders meeting where we attend sometimes in two thousand in twenty twenty, right? Mm. We have a functional system at the moment. God's willing, through the um, Plateau State Contributory Healthcare Management Agency, where we could even have a backward referral. Which means if you just decide to go to Plateau Hospital, for example, or Juth Street for, to seek healthcare, and then maybe it's just uh, maybe some form of uh, malaria that could be managed at the primary healthcare, we'll refer you back. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's one thing I really commend the current DG of Plus Chairman for. Okay. And his team. They are doing a great job. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So if you ask me, the primary healthcare, in fact, we are going to be rippling down to the level of the primary healthcare. All right. That's interesting. So, but if effective delivery of healthcare requires the availability of adequate infrastructure, diagnostic, uh, medical equipment, drugs, uh, well-trained medical personnel, yeah, what what type of cases do the primary healthcare um, handle? Okay, yeah, the primary healthcare has a number of cases, okay, to handle. You see, we have for example, public health issues, like some form of um, mild or uncomplicated malaria could be managed very well in the primary healthcare. We also have some form of enteric fevers or even warm infestations that could be managed at the level of primary healthcare. Okay? If you remember, if one of the major principles again of um, of the primary healthcare is health promotion. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm. And then you also have other information that are supposed to come from there, like behavioral change communications and all that, that mm-hmm. should go down okay. to the level of the primary healthcare. So we also have other dissemination of information. We also have educating the public. We also have adequate communication. We also have antenata. We also like a number of things. Okay, so um, very quickly, you yeah. mentioned fevers, warm infestation. Mm-hmm. Um, can you break it down for my listener? What is worm infestation? Okay. Sometimes you there is there is actually a lot to talk about worm infestation. Mm-hmm. But then of course when I say worm infestation I mean sus and chicken. Okay. For those who are listening, right? Yes. And then those ones could be round worm, could be guinea worms, could be hookworm, it could be tapeworms. Those ones that are more prevalent to us. So in we this can case. so that can get treated at the primary health care. Very well. Okay. can get treated as a matter of fact it's better treated as campaigns okay? okay which means it can be done all around like we could segment it and say for example for guinea worms we could treat it once in six months for tape worms we could treat once in three months or once in six months as the case may be the same thing for round worms and hook worms okay and so on and so forth note that some of these worms could be very dangerous because once they are not treated at that routine component mm then it is lost because one of the ones, for example, like there's one we call Cytostoma hematobum. Okay? Okay. All right. Now, those, these kind of worms, eh, they are responsible, for, they are one of the major causes of elephantiasis today. Have you heard of elephantiasis? Yeah. Where one, one of the legs exactly legs. will okay. be swollen. Okay? Yes. And yes. how does that happen? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's because of its adherence to some components of the soft tissues like the kidneys, like the urinary bladder, and so on and so forth. So it affects filtration processes, reabsorption and secretion processes of the kidney. And if that happens, of course, those kind of disease conditions actually result. Liver fluke is another one. Okay? And then we also have those that even cause filariasis, like filarial worms, and so on and so forth. Now, if you look at all those things, what will you have to say? There are some that even cause blindness. Okay. Worms cause blindness. Of course. Okay. There are some that could even cause blindness. Okay. Bilhaziasis. Mm. Okay. And so on and so forth. So if we look at all those things, if we do not bring in routine campaigns at the primary healthcare level to meet up people, 
then you can come now imagine you now have somebody who came from the village to your own house mm. god we thank god for now that we have um wc you know defecating areas like the toilets we use and yes. so on and so forth mm. in those days where we used to share toilets and so we would pass and go each other no time you understand yes. well, thank god because of that so you know we have to just watch things the way they are so that's it's very interesting to find out that some of these diseases can be controlled or treated even at our community level without going to the secondary and even the tertiary healthcare facility of course of course that's very very interesting that's very informative well listen now if you're listening to us we've been talking of healthcare in our community and we've been talking with pharmacist Kim but right now we'll take a break and when we come back we'll continue the discussion please stay tuned <laughs> When it's all being said and done, the village square is where we all belong. It is where our voices are heard. One village, One village many voices. Many. From the stables of Taken Peace Desk comes the Village Square radio meeting supported by Church in Action, Netherlands. Village Square, local issues with global perspective. Join us on Highland 101.5 FM Jaws every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. Let's meet at the Village Square. When it's all been said and done, the village square is where we all belong. It is where our voices are heard. One village, many voices. From the stables of Tech and Peace Desk comes the village square radio meeting, supported by Church in Action Netherlands. Village Square, local issues with global perspectives. Join us on Highland 101.5 FM Jaws every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. Let's meet at the Village Square.
to you by Tech and Peace Desk with support from Church in Action, Netherlands. One love, there you have it. Thank you so much. So we've been talking on health care in our communities. We shall be opening our phone lines and the number to reach us 081-000-81124. I'll take that again, 081-000-81124. Remember, you can drop your comments, your feedback on our social media handles at Tech and Peace Decks for Facebook and at Twitter. You can tweet at us at Tech and Peace Decks. We have a caller. Hello, good morning. Oh, we lost that call. Please do call us back. So, pharmacist. Yes, ma'am. We've been talking healthcare, talking healthcare, talking healthcare. Now, you made mention of referral when when there's an issue that is supposed to be treated at the primary healthcare level. Yeah. And Oh, sorry. Hello. Hello, good morning. Hello, good, good morning, morning Radio Mama. Mama. Know, calling from Lancia. Radio Mama, very good morning, good morning to you. Good morning, Radio Mama. Okay, so well, yeah. uh, this um, is education us on what happens. <coughs> yeah, we can get we you. We can ma. get you. Okay. Uh, you see, the problem we're having at this primary health level, uh, level, you see, I must commend them. They are doing a lot. They are really doing a lot. I've, uh, I've had the opportunity to go to the one around me, that's the state locals. And the next one there, the workers there, they are fantastic. Yeah. The only problem they have is that they don't have uh, the enough facilities. All those things he talks about, they're doing it. Even uh, all these tests for, is it, uh, is it uh, hepatitis B and all that. Okay. Yeah, they have them and they do it. Sugar, all these sugar tests and all that. Even a uh, DP test. But sometimes they have some of these things malfunctioning or they don't have uh, the reagents, you know. So when you get there, sometimes you can't be attended to. But when they have them, they do. They do a lot. They treat these things, you know. Then, but they, again, the primary health centers in the urban areas uh, have more advantage than even those at the rural areas. Like that one, my one, the one I'm talking about. Occasionally, a doctor comes in just occasionally. Okay. But in the in the rural areas, I don't think that happens. And even some of them don't have light in the rural areas. There's no electricity. There's no power water. You know, so it's really hard. So all I'm feeling is I let the let the federal and state governments, whoever is responsible, let them try and build our health facilities. I, I, I agree with Bill Gates that we should focus more attention on building our health facilities than spending so much money on acquiring vaccines. It's not that we're not going to get the vaccine. But let us build our health facilities, especially that primary health center, which is as the drug food. You know, that will help us a lot. That's why most of us don't want to go to the area because they have, some of them have families now. Are they going to have two homes? Mm. You go there, there's no school for your child, you know, no good school and all that. So if all those things are taken into consideration, most of them will want to go to rural areas. But I say kudos to them. They are really doing the much they can. Thank Especially you. these nurses and the midwives, I mean the metrons. So yes. those are retired and are back into service. They are fantastic. God bless Nigeria. Let's not give up on this country. Thank, Thank you, you so Radio much. Mama. I like the way she ended this conversation by blessing Nigeria and even giving accolades to the practitioners. I think we have another caller. Hello? Hello, good morning. Good, good morning. morning, sir. Yeah, yeah, on to Dagak. Dagak. Okay, Dagak, please. Can we have... Yeah, a... I want to appreciate the farmer today because I think he has celebrated so much on the topic. Yeah. And I think uh, I, was, I have begun to believe him and uh, understand from his own perspective about the primary health care. Because uh, I've been hearing it on uh, radios, but uh, I think he has given a, a very vivid explanation about how it's supposed to function. 
Yes, we don't have the personnel. They, they, he has explained that the J2, the community health workers, the pharmacy technicians, and other people. I think if we can produce them and then they are properly employed and utilized by the local government area. You see, sometimes we say that, sometimes we say you learn on the job. Yeah. So sometimes if, if they are employed there and then the experience they have there coming to meet other nurses who have served there for long, I think that experience can make them manage that uh, primary health care very well. Yeah. I've had a discussion with a nurse. She told me she, she worked with one of the uh, general families in Kuala, specifically. She sent a doctor to them, a, 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 a youth copper doctor to the hospital. And most of them, they did not there because of experience. They weren't even teaching him the job. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes with the experienced people there, if they are now mixed up with these people, these uh, other technicians, just like the pharmacy they are uh, I think it will go a long way to alleviate even if those people that are in the town don't want to go to the villages. I think it will go a long way to reduce some of the problems we have. Yes. So let them employ. Because if you go down to the uh, rural area or the local government, they are not even willing to employ these people. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of graduates now being graduated, but no employment to be, to, to be taken to the primary health care. They are just wasting around. So the, the fact that he is saying that they are under the, the, the graduate or they don't have partner, I think it's not true. These people have graduated from Zawa, uh, graduated from Panky, graduated from various uh, what do you call it, health institutions, but there is no employment. The local government areas are not willing to absorb them into the system. They now allow them to go to duty. Uh, where duty? We go to duty. The competition is there. The counter plateau side. The competition is there. They now waste away. You find them going in some hospital. All these private, private, or they, some of them begin to open a hospital of their own. Thank you so much. You can imagine that. Hopefully, a hospital of their own. If a health, if a, somebody who read you is now a doctor Thank in you. a hospital. Thank you so much. And then finally, sorry, 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 sorry. Finally, okay. I think uh, the, the 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 primary health care need to be equipped. Yeah. Because yeah. if you go there, it's an ISO. To be frank, I'm a village, I always say the village. Mm. So if you go there, no beds, no medicine, no nothing. They are just there. You see, most of the nurses mad if you go there, you see some of them playing judo, playing mm. cards. <laughs> so I think they should be equipped. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you very much, Dagag, all yeah. the way from Panshing. Thank you so much for your contributions. Now, talking about um, inadequate facilities, and Dagag is still saying, we don't have uh, manpower and he's also saying we have graduates and then the health facilities are crying they don't have manpower what is the problem how can we bridge this gap it's efficiency you see every country eh? every country has its budget has a budget for health has a budget for education has a budget for security has a budget etc so let's dwell on health Okay, mm-hmm. now assuming the budget for health is at thirteen percent of the entire budget, hmm? do you know that we eventually don't get even up to up to a particular percentage of that? Now, tell me, how do we get personnel? Do you know that a lot of people work on volunteers? I remembered when I graduated, when I came back from my NYS, there is no job, there is no place I didn't drop application in this in this state. There is no place that I didn't apply for any job. But I didn't get. More so that, of course, I didn't know, I don't know anybody. But I know while I was a student, while I was in primary school, primary healthcare was our only accessible source of healthcare. And we got almost everything that we needed. 
okay i remember one time i was almost you know going because of the kind of severe malaria that i had mm-hmm. but somehow god just helped me and it was chloroquine injection that actually brought me back so i'm just and then it was actually one of the matrons at the primary healthcare setting that you know did that for me and i'm fine to be very honest mm-hmm. we, we just want to plead with the government to do the needful Mm-hmm. and return back all those glories and intended and intended outfits of the primary health care that we have. If that is done, Gloria, I am telling you, we will have a better place. Yes, so you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Now look at it. I'm a pharmacist. Okay. I own a pharmacy. Okay. Drugs are now becoming more expensive. True. But the way government can now come in is, okay, fine, we are government. We now have a prim- we now have a running system. Pharmaceutical company A, can you supply us so 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 drug at so so price? Or you can call the pharmacist, all of us in this state, and say, okay, pharmacist, what will it cost us to bring to buy these raw materials for you? And then you make it for us. We can do it. Nothing stops us from doing it. Just the radio mama said we shouldn't give up on this country. Mm-hmm. Now, if we do it, of course the cost will be a lot more affordable. If you look at other facilities that will be needed for examination to ease diagnosis, to ease investigations that will help you say, okay, this patient requires so-so-so attention, so-so medication, so-so this and that. The best way to do it is for government to be fully involved. If we talk about vaccinations, Mm -hmm. how do you manage supply chain? I, you know, I'm on a platform where you have um, um, primary healthcare, community health workers and all that running there. The, there was a time they posted a picture of a primary healthcare specialist or a staff or personnel going crossing a river with his cooler hmm? mm-hmm. just to go and vaccinate the river, the people across the river. My dear, that thing, that thing shook me to my bones. Okay, so I, I, I was having this conversation with a doctor friend. Now he was telling me something. He said, Saudi, Saudi yeah. Arabia. He said the primary health care in Saudi Arabia now um, is so equipped that an accident case would be brought and then while this patient or this victim is on the table you can scan there's a CT scan that you can scan this person while the, the doctor at the tertiary health care just sees and gives his diagnosis okay, that so is from the primary healthcare level yeah. so now he gives just you know technology it's like a, a 3d concept isn't yes it? something okay. like that so he he just sees this person you are doing the scanning he is over there and he doesn't need to be present at that um moment but he just gives his diagnosis yeah that's what and we then, call you know lives lives are saved even at that level at that primary health care level at that community level can we get there actually i cannot be sure you know we have there's a concept we call telemedicine telepharmacy etc now that's exactly what is playing out in those places see there was a time i traveled out of this country madam we get work for this country it is well. you understand what i'm saying it is well. but i'm just praying and hoping yes. that one day we'll get there do you know that a lot of people have volunteered to offer health care to people. I'm one of them. Okay. I've presented myself in a lot of avenues. Okay. okay? Just so that people will get the needed care. 
and support. We can do it. Mm. But all we are left with with our own here in this country are wooden benches, no lights, and so on and so forth. Just as Radio Mama mentioned. Exactly. So no it becomes a problem. No motivation, nothing for the staff. That, that but day. we are hopeful that we will get there. Amen. Things will get better. Yeah. So just before we end the conversation today, aside um, uh, the normal or the routine antenatals, and are there other campaigns that you do to the community for the community to be aware of certain maybe tropical diseases oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah very well very well now the immigration for example they only get a a yellow card at the federal ministry approved from the primary health care that's vaccination for yellow fever okay okay that's number one number two vaccination against hepatitis b also does well at the primary health care. Alright? Then, how do we campaign to people on the importance of mosquito nets? The use of bed nets. Do you know that is one of our sure ways of preventing malaria in this country? Places like, if you go to Johannesburg today, in South Africa, they, they have even succeeded in eliminating the mosquitoes, mosquitoes. that are causing malaria. Except for some few places outside Johannesburg, like Pretoria, that you could, you know, see one or two mosquitoes, but they have worked on it. Before you go to South Africa today, you must take prevention for malaria. These are the kind of policies that we should put on ground in this country that will help us. And where do you get these kind of things? In the primary health care. But people are not uh, they are not even aware that these primary health cares exist and these primary health cares have such services to offer. So how do we get them to know? Okay, fine. So you have you have drug needs, maybe five drug needs, and then you go to a primary health care and maybe you get one. Will you go back there tomorrow? No. That's the problem. You have maybe three investigations or tests that was written to you by a medical doctor to go and take. You, go, you went down to a primary health care and then they told you there is no light to run it. Or instead of getting it within 24 hours before you get your prescription, they will now tell you come back in one week because there is no light or they are rationing light. Will you now go back there? Sometimes it is not that people don't know, but it's actually because of some of the challenges that the personnel in the primary health care face. They are deplorable. They are not good. Okay? They are not so good to the eyes. Such that it is not easy for me to tell somebody to go and come back. It is not nice. And I'm very sure I actually feel the pain of those people that are there. By the way, people should know that primary health care are for them. Whether you are in the urban setting or you are in the rural setting, the primary health care is for you. You know, if you go secondary school, you know, do primary school. Enter primary health care. True talk. Thank you very much. What a wonderful conversation. So, primary health care are working. They are there, they are there to serve us. They are working. We must give it up for them. What's your final take? I want to say a big kudos to all the personnel in the primary health care. For those of us who have gone to primary health care to work, I want to tell you that we are all doing a great job. And in every sense of it, we are the champions of public health. Thank and you. the people are proud of us. And we are also proud of the people. And we can do, deliver nothing less than quality health care. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so, so, so much for this wonderful time in the studio. I want to just wish a very um, good listener of this program, Susan, Daddy, Miri, a happy, happy birthday. We pray that God will increase your My years. Sister. 
Okay, and okay, your sister, her yeah. name. My younger sister, her name is Kiang Jerry, but I want to wish her a very lovely birthday today. So thank you very much. So okay. Kiang, we wish you a very, very happy birthday from Tekan Peace Dex. That's a wonderful one. So listener, we have exhausted our time. We promise to be back next week, Tuesday, with another interesting package. The program has been Village Square, brought to you by Tekan Peace Dex and supported by Church in Actions netherlands it was worthwhile having you and i hope you have been informed you have been educated and you have been enlightened to our guests in the studio thank you very much for honoring this invitation and to all who called us thank you so much for your contributions we really really appreciate joseph thank you very much julius thank you very much for having my back i appreciate on behalf of the executive producer Helen Philemon Haggai, the producer Rhett John Rhett, the associate producer Joseph Ojedeji, co-producer Chromion Dakai, uh, created by this program was created by Kabiru Sabo, the entire production crew, the staff of Tekken Peace Desk. I am Gloria Pa saying goodbye, stay safe, God bless, and have a good and lovely day. When it's all been said and done, the village square is where we all belong. It is where our voices are heard. One village, many voices. From the stables of Tech and Peace Desk comes the Village Square Radio Meeting, supported by Church in Action Netherlands. Village Square, local issues with global perspectives. Join us on Highland 101.5 FM Jaws every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. Let's meet at the Village Square. The radio station you can call your own. It's my station. Highland. So Highland. Like this. Like this. 101.5. What you want and what you need. It's what you want. It's off the hook. Keep it, keep, keep it right here. Keep it right here. 101.5. Will you by your side I'll be? Pretty lady.
baby. 